yeah, if whenever I hear this this phrase, let's make it more professional, is a constant cringe elevator. But it hasn't been the case with uh, any of the mature projects and people and teams that I've I've worked with. This is Writers in Tech, a podcast where today's top content strategists, UX writers, and content designers share their well-kept industry secrets. Today's episode is brought to you by Writer, an all-in-one AI writing assistant for teams. Writer allows teams to create a single source of truth for brand terms that is easy to build, edit, and share. It integrates seamlessly with Chrome, Google Docs, Word, Outlook, and now offers a plugin that brings automated brand consistency directly to Figma. Go to writer.com, yes, that's W-R-I-T-E-R.com, and see what Writer can do for your team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Writers in Tech. I'm your host for today, Yuval Keshtecher, and I am the founder of the UX Writing Hub. Today, I have a very special guest. And this is a person that I really like on a personal level, and I had the opportunity to work with him in the last couple of months as well. And he will tell you all about it, all about himself, basically. Hey, Boris Slezar, how are you? Uh, thank you, Yuval. Hello. It's good to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It's a tremendous honor. It's an honor to have you and to learn from you, like I've been learning from you for the past uh, few months. So first of all, tell us about your background. Thank you. So as, as most UX writers, I uh, always had a very profound love for word, for spoken and written word. And like many idealist uh, young men and women, I always dreamed of being a writer or earning my living by writing. So when I was 15, um, I've always you know, written short stories and uh, things of that sort. And when I was 15, my first short story was published in uh, a newspaper. It was the kind of a pivotal moment when I got money for the work of my hands. It was, what, 20 euros for <laughs> my first piece of writing, but it was just enough to keep me going. And as I have always uh, been interested in this, in writing and in, in spoken word, I, I dreamt of being a translator, being translating books and materials, namely literature from other languages into Slovak. I am originally from Central Europe, from Slovakia. Well, that didn't really work out. Fast forward after I finished I, uh, university, the translation career wasn't really the right call. But throughout my studies, I, I already worked as a copywriter, mostly digital copywriter and uh, some marketing writing as well. And that was my first contact. Uh, then I gradually pivoted into into UX, UX writing. And uh, here I am. It's tremendous to be a member of a community where people love word and they use it for the benefit of, of others. It's, it's like a perfect combination. UX writing, I find to be a perfect combination of linguistics, sociology, psychology, where the human element meets the technical element, and it's all within the framework of, of language. It is beautiful. It is exciting. What kind of projects are you working on these days? So I work primarily as, a, I call myself a helicopter UX writer. <laughs> I work on uh, two two projects within the Just Eat Takeaway family, working on um, 
basically restaurant management systems and a solution for for companies. So uh, so it's 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 a software that helps restaurants manage their day to day operations, working on 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 uh, regular UX audits, uh, documentation of existing copy, kind of giving trying to make a sense of all language that is used within an organization. And other than that, what is my, my real passion is being a mentor at the UX Writing Academy. That is that is really something something exciting, something that's very dear to me. So I have students and, well, you, you know better than I do. <laughs> This is amazing. I want to learn a little bit from you about your process as a freelance working on You know, you said that you work on just eat takeaways, um, but on like the, the restaurant side, I would consider that as a, like a kind of a B2B product, right? It's like a, it's not a software that the consumer are holding, but people that own the restaurants, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of in between. So what I'm talking about is uh, uh, Bear's name, the name uh, Just Eat Pause, point of sale. It is a system that helps on the restaurant side, manage its operations, its stocks, take orders, assign drivers uh, and deliveries. But it also helps or allows for a restaurant to create something called a white label, consumer-facing site where you and I, uh, regular customers, can can uh, order food and have it delivered right at our doorstep. So it's kind of kind of best of both worlds, but it's true that primarily it is it is a B2B segment. Very interesting. I, I can uh, imagine that. Like uh, a white label, let's say that I have, I'm uh, saying that I have this uh, restaurant for burritos named uh, Uvali. So I can have a white label website for Uvali, but like the backend will be just it and I, all of the management operations will be just it. But the consumer that invites from Uvali wouldn't know that it's, it's just it. They will think it's my website or like my app, correct? Well, that's an ex uh, excellent question. I uh, do not know that very all the technicalia, but I understand that the the solution is uh, self-serving. So it covers everything from literally from alpha to omega, from a, a, a to Z. And I never really had a restaurant <laughs> one, but I'm sure it is really helpful to, to to all sorts of restaurants, from from chains to small kiosks of, of all sizes. Yeah, I see. And uh, when working on an app like that, so what's your process is like? as a freelance that integrates with like a, a well-established company? Yeah, well, that was uh, something that I was really concerned uh, about when I just started working uh, with uh, Justy Takeaway. I was afraid, uh, what if I'm the only UX writer on the team? How will I, will I have enough support to, <laughs> and enough, my, will my voice be strong enough to support all the, the decisions? And I was very surprised to find out that the team is enormously supportive. Uh, really, copy is held at high esteem uh, within the entire uh, Just Eat Takeaway family. And I work closely with all the designers. We have regular stand-ups every, every, uh, every week. Nobody treats copy, you know, an afterthought like, uh, oh, oh, please, can you just replace this lorem ipsum with something a little more crispy, a little more, a little more professional? Yeah, if whenever I hear this this phrase, let's make it more professional, is a constant cringe elevator. But it hasn't been the case with uh, any of the mature projects and people and teams that I've, I've worked with. Uh, really, it's treated as an asset, not as a liability, not as oh, another item on, on the budget. We usually cooperate in um, the designers working for, uh, responsible for uh, individual parts of the software. Consult me on... Uh, on naming of each of the features. 
as well as on the entire process of uh, I'm not just the copy guy, but really the person advising for the usability, seeing, oh, how do we help a user get from point A to point B and uh, accomplish three other subtasks along along the way? Sounds like a healthy you know, environment to work at where you know, people have, have value for the UX writers and so on. It's not, uh, we shouldn't take that for granted. I think it's very cool that uh, they're like that. And let's say that you have like a, a weekly stand-up meeting with the designers and so on. So how does a stand-up meeting with you look like? How do you prepare for something like that? Let me just say that it really is so, and it should never be underestimated. Good communication is really the key to, to success of any project, whether it be personal one or a, or a business project. And I always tell perhaps more junior uh, f- freelance UX writers or, uh, or, my, or my mentees uh, at the academy that whenever you're considering taking up a new engagement, a new, a new job, always check. Who will be giving you feedback? Will that be a person who really values your work? Or even if they themselves are not a senior UX writer, but do they understand the value that you will bring to the team? Or do they just treat you as a, a more sophisticated version of Grammarly, someone who will just fix uh, commas and grammar and typos? So it's been really nice that basically every week that we speak, every stand-up meeting, Everybody presents their own work. And then whenever there's just new step in the, in the recently there was a huge redesign project of uh, several of the interfaces or flows, I'm invited to the table. And uh, at the table, there's a person giving the business uh, guidance, which really appreciate that there's uh, a really mature guidance in the, and leadership in, uh, on our team and in general in the organization. But at the same time, all of us are given freedom, our, if you will, artistic freedom to come up with creative solutions. And that's what I think is one of the most beautiful aspects of being a UX writer, of the life of a UX writer. It's the perfect combination between brain work and heart work. And I think it was our friend Nicole at Spotify who coined this expression. She, it's a perfect combination of brain work and, uh, and heart work. It's not like poetry where really it's more most of your heart and it's not like and it's not called mathematics but it's a little bit of both it has there has to be system there has to be discipline but it allows for great artistic expression and usability one thing that really helps me in my work is knowing who the users are and that i consider to be the ultimate key so during this recent redesign project what i did i watched hours of videos of setup setup videos where restaurant partners across uh, the united kingdom and and other countries they started using the software and then there was a it was it, those were basically recordings of their calls on the day of they started using the software on the seventh day and on the 30th day and just listening to the way they speak the problems they face along the way with uh, after seven and after 30 days immensely helped me see who are the people using the the interface, the software. And uh, that was enormously enlightening and very helpful in knowing, okay, I have to speak your language. I am here to help you accomplish something good for your business and for other hungry people. (laughs) After all, it's it's food and food is beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) It is, it is. It's really interesting, like if you look on the Maslow hierarchy of needs, so food is like the very basic bottom. And uh, I'm always fascinated about like where does my market fits 
in this pyramid. And most softwares, most apps, that's, you know, you have so many apps out there. Most of them are about probably the last part of the pyramid. Like when you talk about like people that work in SaaS platforms and so on. No, maybe it wouldn't be the smartest thing to say. You have like distributes pretty well, but it's really interesting because uh, you have like food related and health related apps and uh, maybe dating related apps and sleep related apps. And it's really interesting uh, how they choose to solve ancient problems for humans using technology. And we have a very interesting role as communicators and writers in this specific uh, pivot in this companies. So that's uh, something pretty cool. I could not agree more, Yuval. That is exactly so. It's 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 very interesting. If I may compare it with uh, the formal training that I uh, received, and that's actually something I, I forgot to mention. I wanted to say that my first desire, original desire was to be a translator. And I received training and uh, got my degree in uh, translation, English and French translation. But I could see that, yeah, that although it also is work with language, very be- beautiful work with language, it is different. And it, it was still good training in helping me um, delve deep into to, to deconstruct a sentence uh, into the smallest elements and see the idea behind it. But I believe UX writing is a, a very interesting new aspect of treating language and using it not just to convey an idea, but to help someone accomplish something, which isn't necessarily what translation does all all the time, if if we speak about literally translation of fiction or poetry or artistic translation. Um, Do you have any like tips or tricks to prioritize your writing tasks in a project? Well, the priority uh, often comes uh, comes from uh, from the product owners or project managers. They, to a large degree, <laughs> decide what is the priority for me to work on or, or or not. But at the same time, it is what really helps me is discerning what matters and what does not. In a sense, some things uh, just need to be done, and done is better than perfect. Uh, many times when there are I look at the copy and I always try to assess, is this copy that will be, how, how crucial is it? Is this on the CTA button that determines whether the customer will, will tap, will finish the order and will become a, a delighted regular customer? Or is it just a you know, technical message written somewhere at the very end of, uh, of the product description or anyway? So just being able to know what matters and what not it comes with experience of course i wasn't like that at the when i started everything was equally important and i was equal stressed out from everything equally but it just it just comes one learns the ropes as you as you go and especially as you explain the ropes to others that is an excellent school of life a really interesting uh, tip underlies your sentence which is Many people will come to you with many different requests. And uh, if you're a beginner, you might feel like, hey, be very stressed out or anxious. But based on your experience and working on real projects and developing in your career, you can prioritize yourself and decide, okay, this one is not a priority. I shouldn't be stressed out out of it. And then to know like where to, which kind of fights 
you should fight, which where where should you invest your time and energy, and naturally it will also be make you less stressed, less anxious, and more professional at the end of the day. So exactly. that was a, a really great uh, tip. I think that what certainly contributes to overall well-being at job and what decreases stress levels dramatically is having good documentation. If I have a good documentation of uh, my past work and or, 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 or there's a very thorough guide to copy within an organization, it can help you do things consistently and not, not always start off scratch whenever there's a new error message for you to write. So being able, even if you are just a freelancer on a project of several months, I really recommend having a personal, perhaps even just for your own needs, personal notebook, personal document where you document your solutions and then you, you build on them. And having this, frame, frame, this, uh, this framework to fall back on is extremely helpful because then you really, you don't just think you know, you, you actually know. <laughs> So tell me more about your documenting process. So you said you have a notebook, but do you use like an online tool to share your documentation with your team or is it something more personal? How does it work exactly? Well, I was very lucky when I just joined uh, Just Eat Pause team. Uh, the previous UX writer had done an, a wonderful job of on documenting the, the copy and writing very concise and a document on uh, basic rules. And uh, then what I really appreciate is also the having the access to global JET copy team, which is made up of uh, marketing copywriters, sales copywriters, translation specialists within the, the, the whole JET family. And whenever I'm at loss myself, I, can, I always have someone to, to reach out to, always have someone to ask. That is wonderful. And what I do usually when writing my own documentation is I always start small. That is, I found to be the, the most scary, uh, the most scary moment is the one when you see blank page, but that is when y- you should start. And slowly I give uh, my notes, some logical uh, division. Um, these will be the naming. This, these are the capitalization of, of CTAs. This is the naming of the CTAs, the error messages. How do we, how do we uh, stylize toasts, messages and toasts, all of that. So I'm just trying to give it a system, system that I understand. And then I usually run it by a completely uh, non-biased person within, let's say, the uh, Jet Copy team that we have. And they help me, they give their input, and together it becomes a better and more useful tool. UX writing is really about cooperation. They say that writing is a very lonely job, which is true, only partly. But UX writing requires a lot of cooperation. But it doesn't need to hurt. I was surprised to find out myself that the, the communication can be very smooth and very transparent and induces peace-inducing at the end of the day. And uh, in what tools do you use to uh, share your documentation? Or what tools did originally we use? Just a regular document? Or is it something... Uh... I'm a big fan of Notion. So Notion is really creme de la creme for, for, for me personally and uh, note taking and <laughs> as a as a person for my all my personal notes they are they're just in notion but then within the organization we usually use google docs i find them to be very solid and uh, practical 
בוריס, let's talk about uh, future, so where do you see yourself in a few years from now with your career as a UX writer? What do you, what would you like to have in your career? And where would you like to develop? It's a tough question, but one thing that I appreciate very much, and I consider that to be one of the most beautiful aspects of, of this work, is being able to share what I, the little that I know, I still think it's very little, with others. So education is UX within educational platforms or educating others on UX. I consider it to be an area where I would like to spend progressively more and more of my time. It's truly so that you never really know something until you can, <laughs> unless you can explain it. And I found this to be true uh, already at high school when our teacher asked us to explain to, our, to each other, uh, classmates, past perfect tense in English. And like, I, I was like, that was the day when I understood it. And it's, this, it's something similar with UX writing. Being a mentor at the UX Writing Academy has helped me solidify some of and cement some of the knowledge that I thought I had or wasn't sure I really had. But only when I explained it to others and saw it work, I realized that, oh yeah, this is actually, this is actually true. This is what works. So I recommend to all UX writers out there If you can share what you know with others, it, it has had life-changing impact on, on my development as a UX writer. So I would say something, something, something like that. Teaching. It can be uh, also a really good, uh, really good name for this episode, like share what you know with others. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great, great idea. <laughs> yeah, that is. I agree. You know, the best way to learn is to teach and to kind of simplify things. complicated ideas to someone that just want to learn about it you have like the the mom test and all of those so all of those things that you use in order to explain really simply things that you think are common sense but probably not common sense for others and then you just learn them while you educate about them many times it's when we verbalize anything something that we are we're sure of We kind of see it in a different light once it leaves our mouth or I've had similar experience with writing things or on paper uh, I'm a great fan of journaling writing my journal regularly and uh, really once you put your thoughts your ideas uh, sometimes even fears anxieties or concerns on paper they stay there they no longer haunt, haunt you inside it's almost magical and it works the same way with uh, teaching others with being a mentor yeah amazing. All right. So, by the way, like, what's your favorite tools these days? You said something about Notion. Do you have any other like, tools that you recommend people to check out? The ones that I work with daily are the, well, of course, Grammarly is excellent for checking uh, your, your grammar. I am a great fan of WordTune, I'm offering ideas. Uh, it's a rephrasing tool, offering ideas on uh, how could we say this differently? All right. Israeli company. <laughs> it's a... Oh, wow. No, no surprise. <laughs> no surprise. Then I use regularly the, the tool called Read Aloud, text-to-speech voice reader. It really helps yes. me. Oh, we use it all the time here. Oh, yeah. It's... And then I use a lot of dictionaries, uh, many, many dictionaries, uh, really seeing uh, and, thes- uh, and thesaurus, seeing the different shades of the word, making sure that the, the word I'm using conveys the right idea, that It doesn't just sound good to me, but it communicates the right thing to the user. And 
that requires a lot of discipline. And uh, also, you said something about Notion. So, what kind of uh, tips and tricks you have for Notion? It's like it's such a complicated tool, and it takes so much time to get used to it. You have so many features and stuff. And uh, myself, to be honest, I use Notion as well, and other tools like Notion. But do you have any like tips and tricks for people that like document or do stuff on Notion uh, if they just want to get started? I concur. Yes, starting with Notion was a little bit intimidating to me as well. But I really appreciate, perhaps it was a, it's, it's a little child uh, in me speaking, but the gamification aspects, you know, you can add icons to each of the pages that kind of sold it away. It really helps me delight <laughs> in using it daily. What I would recommend to everyone, there's an excellent fa- uh, group on Facebook, Tips and Tricks for, for Notion. And they, uh, on a regular basis, they submit, they share tips and tricks from real professionals on how to squeeze the most out of Notion. So I know you can use it for documenting your code, for things I never even dreamed of. So I can perhaps share it uh, with you and you can leave it in the show notes. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, do that. Like, I, I'm, I'm listening to people like, so yeah, this podcast, Building a Second Brand, they don't talk much about Notion, but it's about like, how to document everything, note-taking, writing ideas, and then going back to your ideas afterwards and having everything documented. And that's the podcast, like building a second brain and, and like how to kind of reduce stress, be more creative, and so on. So I found Notion can be a really cool implication for that. I'm using another tool these days called mem.ai. It's like mem.ai. And the only reason I'm using it is because they have like a WhatsApp bot that you send your notes to WhatsApp and then it's automatically with hashtags and then it automatically take it to your notes. And then you could, I'm already writing to myself on WhatsApp as a habit. So I'm just using this bot to kind of document everything in context. And then the tool itself is slightly similar to Notion as well. And it's connected to your calendar. So you can do note taking for everything and everything is modular, but whatever anyway building a second brain podcast and tips and tricks for notion on facebook use those i know it's a bit off topic of ux writing but uh, but it will help your productivity for sure everyone it does and one last thing i i just it just occurred to me it's the writer.io that's a cool one the gpt free tool yes the ai writing uh, tool that's been very helpful especially with longer segments of text and that was shared by by you sorry Thank you for that. Yeah, I just found this uh, lifetime deal on AppSumo. So I just bought it and shared it with the community. So uh, check it out. Writer.io on AppSumo. And then you have like this very interesting lifetime deal. We don't work with them. So we're not affiliated with them. Just check it out. It's just a friendly <laughs> advice. All right, boys. Thank you so much for being here today. It was lovely having you today. I always learned so much from you from every conversation we have. I feel like I'm learning something new and uh, I appreciate you and the time that you invested to educate our community as always. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Yuval. It was a tremendous honor and uh, I really appreciate this. It was my first time on the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for giving me this wonderful opportunity and a life lesson. Oh, man, you did great. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Writers in Tech. Let me remind you that this show brought you by the UX Writing Hub. And I really want you uh, want to recommend you to check our website. We have a free UX writing course 
we have a weekly newsletter, we have Writers in Tech podcast, we have a blog. And basically our goal, our mission is to educate people around the world about UX writing and to help them to excel in their careers as UX writers. So if you slightly are interested in that, just go to our website, check it out. And this is what sponsors this podcast and helps us to produce it and talk with the most talented writers on earth. So thank you, UX Writing Hub, and thank you, Boris, for being here today. And I'll see you next time, everyone. Bye.